Chapter 1 Frustrated by France Trouble with France was a recurring theme for John Adams. Many of the challenges the colonies faced can easily be traced back to France, whether directly or indirectly. The Stamp Act of 1765 The Stamp Act of 1765 is an example of trouble caused indirectly by France. Although it was an act of Great Britain's Parliament to directly tax the American colonies, and one of several grievances that led to the American Revolution, the only reason it was passed in the first place was because of the war Britain had finally finished fighting against France. The Seven Years' War, known in the colonies as the French and Indian War, between two grand coalitions, one led by Great Britain and the other led by France, resulted in a British victory that also tripled Britain's national debt. In addition, and in order to placate the 1,500 British soldiers who would otherwise become unemployed and vocal about it to their connections in Parliament, Britain decided to keep 10,000 troops stationed in the colonies, ostensibly to protect them against any Native American uprisings, although these were unlikely to occur. This peacetime army alone would add a significant annual expense to an already strained British purse. The relatively new Grenville Ministry in Britain was desperate for revenue, and in its desperation made the fateful decision to tax the American colonies without their consent. The Stamp Act of 1765 required many printed documents to use paper produced in London, bearing an embossed revenue stamp, and the stamp had to be paid for in valid British currency rather than colonial money. The reaction in the colonies was immediate outrage and John Adams was among the most vocal. You can feel his indignant anger flaring when he writes about how the money being demanded from America is only going to pay for a bunch of lazy British officers living lives of luxury and idleness. The outcry against this taxation without representation became the spark Adams readily fanned into a flame of burning patriotism. At the time the Stamp Act became known in the colonies in May of 1765, Adams had been working on writing his first extended political piece, a dissertation on the canon and the feudal law, but it wasn't about the Stamp Act. It was a more general piece, arguing that the rights and freedoms of the colonials weren't something to still be achieved, but rather something already existing and that just needed to be recognized as such. When the piece was published under a pseudonym in Boston's Gazette in August 1765, it immediately resonated with nearly everyone. Adams followed it up quickly with his Braintree instructions, outlining how his own town could resist the juryless admiralty court charged with enforcing the Stamp Act. In what felt like the blink of an eye, forty towns throughout Massachusetts had adopted it. It was very clear in its position. No taxation without representation. It was these powerful writings from Adams that began to vault him into the political spotlight for which he had been yearning ever since he declared his desire to become a great man when he was twenty-one years of age. His journal entry, dated 18 December, sums up nicely the effects of 1765 on him personally and the colonies in general. In fact, he called it the most remarkable year of his life to that point. He was especially pleased to see people from all walks of life, from the highest stations to the lowest, all talking about their rights, freedoms, and liberties, and what must be done to defend them. Diplomatic Mission to France Eleven years and two Continental Congresses later, John Adams found himself advocating strongly for a complete break from Britain and forming a national government in the colonies. But could they win an all-out war against Great Britain?
Many thought the colonies needed help, and suggested an alliance with France. Adams was wary of making a military alliance, but certainly saw the advantages of working out a good trade treaty with France. Everyone else seemed to be pushing for a military alliance. France itself, understandably, was not especially eager to find itself at war yet again with Great Britain, and also had little confidence that the American colonies could succeed in a direct conflict with their mother country. The decisive colonial victory in the Battle of Saratoga, however, made France sit up and take notice. As a result, John Adams was asked to replace Silas Dean on the diplomatic mission to France and work with Joint Commissioners Arthur Lee and Benjamin Franklin to negotiate an alliance. 